What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, what is going on, friends? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being on staff here at New Vision. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us as we continue to journey through the book of Acts. We are almost at the conclusion of this beautiful book describing the early acts of the early church and the early apostles. And so we're in Acts chapter 27 today. We're going to be verses 39 through 44. And if you're new here, we are so glad that you're here. If you've been a part of walking through scripture with us for a while, you kind of know the routine. But for those who are new, I'm going to read uh, verses 39 through 44, and I'm reading out of the CSB version. So if it sounds a little different than yours, it's probably because I'm reading from a different translation. And so I'm going to read, I'm going to give some commentary on it and some thoughts and really hopefully some next steps that we can take based on what we have heard today. And so Acts 27, we're going to begin in verse 39, just to remind you of what's going on. Um, Paul has gotten on the ship. He is sailing from Rome and um, the ship has been in the midst of a storm, which if you're anything like me, life feels a lot like that sometimes. It feels as if it is always a storm a brewing. Um, but we're going to see today that in the midst of the storm, God is no less good. And so let's dive in. Verse 39 says this. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. They planned to run the ship ashore if they could. Verse 40. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach. But they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground. The bow jammed fast and remained immovable. While the stern began to break up by pounding of the waves. Verse 42. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. But the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul. And so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to the land. The rest were to follow, some on the planks, some on the breeze from the ship in this way. Everyone safely reached the shore. If you're anything like me, when I first read this passage, I'm like, okay, but there doesn't seem to be much there except for a shipwreck. But I want you to hear me. There is more at play than just a shipwreck. I want you to see that in the midst of the storm, things seemed like a wreck. But God was going to leverage the wreck and the storm for his glory. One of the verses that sticks out most to me is this verse, verse 42. The soldier's plan, the soldier's plan, the soldier's plan. So man's plan was one thing, but God had another plan. So I want to remind you today that although there might be men who are scheming in your life, there might be people who have their own plan, God's plan always prevails. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. That is a very normal plan considering the circumstances. Of course, the, the people who are in charge are going to kill the prisoners because they would be held accountable if anyone escaped. They had a plan and they were going to stick to their plan. They were going to do the plan. They were going to work out the plan because it was their plan. And of course, when you come up with a plan, you think it's the best plan. But again, we're going to see that God's plan is the best plan. And God's plan always trumps man's plan. 
Verse 43. But the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul. And so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. See, what's interesting about that sentence to me, and it probably stands out the most out of all these verses, is that here is a centurion that had no business having a bin to protect Paul. That doesn't make sense. But what we see is that Paul leaned in, spoke to the centurion, spoke truth to the centurion, met the centurion where he was, and the centurion responded to that. And I think it's a reminder for me is that no one who is placed in our path is on accident. So that is why the invitation of Jesus is to walk slowly with him because every moment of every single day, we have the opportunity to display the goodness and the gospel of Jesus. So when you go to the store at Starbucks, when you go to a restaurant, when you're interacting with people, the temptation for a lot of us, myself included, is sometimes, especially if people are serving me, is to think that they are less than me. But the lens in which the Lord has given all of us who have been changed through the grace of God is to not see anybody as a servant, but to see everyone as an image bearer. And when we do that, when we see each other as an image bearer, we treat each other hopefully different because we recognize we might come from different places and speak different languages and have different hues of skin, but we are all an image bearer of the king. And we might all have different jobs, but a job doesn't define you. The king defines you. So everybody is worthy of being viewed as an image bearer. Even if you don't like the way they vote, even if you don't like the way they live, they still bear the image of our creator. And so we have been called to love them because they have worth and value because God has assessed them worth and value. So we should treat them the like. And so Paul did that with this centurion. And it turns out that God leveraged that relationship. God leveraged that divine appointment to really save Paul's life. Did Paul know this? No. Paul did know who was in control. I was talking to a friend um, yesterday even, and she said to me, I don't need to know what, I just need to be reminded of who. Like Paul had no idea what was going to happen, but he knew who was in control. And so because he knew who was in control, he acted in alignment with the who that holds all things. And so this relationship that he had with this centurion, this investment, this walking slowly with him, this seeing him as an image bearer, came back around and it ended up sparing Paul's life. Listen, God does not waste any act of obedience. So the simplest things of tipping well at a restaurant or being kind to someone who is waiting on you or seeing people that may not be seen and being an advocate for people who may not have an advocate and loving people well, no matter who they are or where they are, the Lord will not waste that act of obedience. And so today, remember that. Remember that the journey you're on today, when you go to work, when you love your kids, when you love your spouse, when you walk slowly with others, when you are engaging over coffee with a friend, remember that the Lord's not wasting any act of obedience. And so remember well to view everyone as an image bearer so that we can treat them as valuable because God values them. And that's exactly what Paul did. And I also love that you see this whole situation you see the shipwreck, you see the storm, you see the busting of, of, of the ship, you see them floating on pieces of, you know, debris to get to land. It all looks like a mess, but we have to remember this and we have to remember this well. I say this so often. We have a king who is king at making messes masterpieces. 
what you will see is you continue to walk with us through the journey of acts is that god is not going to waste any hurt any wreck any storm and any act of obedience and so we can trust him so i pray today that you will trust him that you will trust him with your next breath your next step your next conversation your next engagement and that you will see people how our king sees people as valuable and as image bearers. And as we see them accurately, may we treat them highly and may we love them well because we have been loved well. I hope that you can take these things to heart today. I hope that you will continue to join us as we continue in this journey through the book of Acts and as we close out this journey in Acts and we begin our new one. But know this, know you have a king who goes before you. You have a king in your midst and you have a king who has your back. Don't remember that. Remember to keep the lens of the kingdom on, to love people well, and to walk in step with the king. I love you. We're for you. And we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.